This is the Night Elves Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And a lot has happened. We picked a good day. Yeah, we haven't actually recorded the day after, or well, this is hours after a tournament, not even right. like same day ending. So we always get to it a couple days later. So mm-hmm. it's fresh in our minds. Yeah, it is kind of nice. And there's a little bit of controversy in the sport, finally. Mm-hmm. Just a little one. It's not that big of a deal. So we <laughs> name that we we've brought up a couple times. <laughs> we won't talk that much about it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so. Once again, YouTube's up and running, Door Disc Golf. Um, it is findable now. I did some research and put a little time into whatever the algorithmish thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's searchable and findable now. Still not great because we don't have a lot of followers. We don't have a lot of views. Yeah. So Door Disc Golf on YouTube. Just look up YouTube Door Disc Golf on Google or just go on YouTube and look up Door Disc Golf. Um, you get a lot of those foundation guys videos first. Yeah. Because it says disc golf in it, and somehow they've dominated the disc golf Interesting. market. Interesting. Okay. Not somehow. They're just they are, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but their videos are good. Go go watch them. They're awesome. Um, door underscore disc underscore golf. Night underscore owl underscore pod are our Instagram handles. And then doordisc.com. So is our shop. We have all kinds of stuff. We give a shop update at the end of the podcast but go on there and order something and we'll probably start another little uh incentive to order here pretty soon so and facebook has been kicking off pretty good for us recently too people have been buying all kinds of stuff from facebook oh nice little shop on facebook that's cool yeah i've seen a lot more discs being posted Mm -hmm. on like the storefront on there whatever it is i don't follow that closely like stuff on facebook but i see store stuff stuff yeah up. yeah yeah so slowly but surely we're we're turning things around we're stepping into the big leagues here so um how do you feel about assessments 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 it's a lot what, of s's what are you assessing <laughs> just assessments in general i'll get a little more granular once you uh just say how uh, you feel about assessments they're okay i guess yeah like funny because like you know you go on to like in groups it's always like hey what's this price check what's this disc worth Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. the biggest assessment that i mean we've i've encountered is like someone coming to assess the house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right you know you that happens every so often you get someone coming over to appraise how much your house is worth or something or your how much you assess how much your car is worth when you're trying to sell it back you know Mm -hmm. sell it off or what it's worth after you're done leasing it or whatever so i mean it's a part of life (laughs) yeah what do you think about personality profile assessments I don't think I've ever done one. Really? Nope. I've never done one. Never done like a Myers Briggs, a Six Geniuses. Nope. Uh, really? No. Like highly effective habits. I don't think any of my habits are highly effective. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree <laughs> with that statement on my side too. <laughs> um, so the reason I bring it up, and it, it does tie into Nico. He's going to be the topic of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, is there are certain personality assessments out there that say, hey, there are certain volatile situations and ways that things can be brought up that would set someone off. Based on your personality, these are some ways that you can go about trying to control your habits. And based on someone else's personality, this is the way you can approach them. Mm-hmm. 
do you think it would behoove the PDGA to make sure that officials are up on how to effectively approach an individual? Um, goodness. I don't think it's an official's job to maybe, okay, how do I put it? It's not an official's job to judge the character of a, or judge a person's character at all. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know how to, you know, you can't tell, like, obviously you can tell, like, someone's scoring a bad round, but you don't know how that affects them. Mm -hmm. Like, if they're just, like, stone-faced like Calvin, like, or, you know, maybe someone, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, yes, you can tell an official how to maybe effectively go about it doing something but you still don't know how that person is going to react mm-hmm. either way mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean it's not a, even if you approach them in a way that's friendly or anything you still might get that blowback mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i, I don't know it just goes because I, I use a lot of assessments when building teams and um and not a lot i use Selectively, I use three different assessments. Okay. And they all profile different things. And when I use those, it helps me to help someone understand. And it also helps someone to understand me. Mm -hmm. So when we do these assessments within the workplace, it's easier because they're small groups. We don't do any groups over 12. Okay. You know, we make, make them intimate. You create a very vulnerable atmosphere. You know, I mean, there's a lot of parameters that you have to set. So, you know, the guide of me saying that was just more of, man, if anyone ever acted like that, if I was telling them, giving a corrective action, like they'd be instantly out of my team. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And with that, you know, standing on the PDGA side, I'd be like, man, you are instantly off the tour, you know? Or a tour card, especially mm-hmm. a tour card holding person. Mm-hmm. Like, incredible. Is this technically a major? Yeah. So, Eagle won a major. Mm-hmm. So, that means Tyler and I did not lose $50. I'm each in that to either. Jordan. Yeah. And you, right? Right. Oh, Jordan owes us money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I'll just have Jordan give my money to Tyler. Anyway, so, yeah, so that's all I was thinking about with uh, the assessment. So, um, so what'd you buy? Thrower, hanger, or flipper? Um, I bought two European Open Fundraiser FD3s, Metal Flake FDD, the new FD3s. We, I talked about them mm-hmm. possibly coming out soon. So those were released. And then today I bought a two vapor essences from the European Discmania European store. Really? Yeah. So those were brand new. Those were also um, fundraiser discs. So and they're vapor, like DD molded, or are they? Um, I don't know if they're the DD. They just said vapor, Lux vapor, um, essences. So I'm assuming okay. it's still the yeah latitude the, stuff because okay. that's who was making the essence before. So great, great. Yeah, and that's the first time I've seen it in the Lux plastic. So I'm pretty excited about that too. Awesome. Uh, those will probably be throwers. I'll, th- I'll have like a meta or the uh, Zen and then one of those and then one of the meta tilts or meta essences as well. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I didn't buy anything this week, actually. I have been just busy. Um, and all things that I could have made time for and done, but I just, I've been really prioritizing some other things. And then we had quite a few people call out of the restaurant in multiple successions of days. And I've been trying not to call other people in to cover shifts. We've just been covering them because we're able to at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a bit, bit rough. So that kind of handicapped my ability to play and, but also I think I've come down with a case of sciatica. Sciatica? Yeah, it's like a nerve issue in the back. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you just kind of mentioned something about that last week. Yeah, so I'm going officially to the doctor this week to, well, to get more of an official diagnosis of mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just randomly go to stand up and collapse. And like my, <laughs> my leg will give out Whoa. like where my back is. Yeah. And, and it usually comes after a hard day. Like I poured a cement slab, all the things you do as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I poured like a three by 10 cement slab and just being bent over quite a bit. Um, and, you know, imagine a sidewalk, like three sections of a sidewalk. Yeah. That's yeah. basically what it was. But being bent over and I had to hand mix all the cement. Okay. So just overworked it, came home, sat down on the couch. I couldn't stand back up, like physically could not stand back up. <laughs> so... Had to like ibuprofen and then ice and heat and then finally it loosened up enough to where I could stand back up. Never had any issues like that before in my life. So dang, that was weird. Yeah. So and Ledgestone is coming up, so that motivated me to go to the doctor. Okay. <laughs> it's like I'm not missing Ledgestone. So so we'll see how that goes. But I officially did not buy anything. Um, I did. Well, I guess disc golf wise, I did buy some shoes. I bought some on clouds. So there's all these different levels of on clouds, which on clouds, they have like a tubular sole. Interesting. Really cool looking shoes. Well, they're different looking shoes, but they're yeah. kind of on the hoka or hookah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of on that realm where they're real supportive, have good, you know, but in essence, they're Nike shocks. But okay. With a little more engineering, I guess, put into hmm. them. Really awesome. Nice shoes. So that's the only thing I bought. And I bought ones that had lateral... <laughs> Support and the way they were designed so I could play disc golf. Oh, cool. <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> I'm not going to blow out the sides. Um, all right. So the preview, we're going to talk about Nico. Why? <laughs> and then if we get to it, we'll do a listener bag, um, just depending on how long this Nico thing takes us. Um, we'll talk about the European Open for sure. We do have a random question, and then I'll give some shop updates. So it's a pretty light episode as far as the, multi- the multitude of topics, but they're going to be pretty hard-hitting. <laughs> so... Let's go over the European Open first. Okay. The European Open just finished. Like, just, just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great, great. Like, I just, I love watching the players go over there, and especially when Paul Macbeth shows up. Just incredible. Yeah. But this is the first time Paul Macbeth has ever lost the European Open since 2012? Two th- yeah, 2013? Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Well, they do it every like two or three years. Or right. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, I think so. it hasn't happened in three years. Yeah. So, so 2019, yeah, it was the last. But he, yeah, five in a row. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. Yeah. And that's incredible. I mean, the play was spectacular. I, <laughs> by two guys. Right. And there was a distance between second and third. 16 strokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Incredible. So it's, it's one of those courses, too, where if it wasn't for the incredible play, um, like probably that 
Kevin Jones, 25 down, could have probably won it. Right, because that's an impressive score. And it is. I mean, that just goes to show you that Kevin Jones at 25 down was in third. Paul McBeth was at 41 down. Yeah. <laughs> so right. he was averaging 10 down a day, basically, yeah. through the four rounds. Yeah. And then Eagle McMahon just barely squeaks it out with a um, 42. Yeah. So he played one stroke better took over the lead basically what was a 16 or something like that he took it over and that was it mm-hmm. so yeah oh man well i was gonna say what happened um i forgot what hole it was Macbeth and ego both went out of bounds Macbeth by like two inches mm-hmm. i think it was was that hole 16 was i think that, that hole? was hole 16 yeah that was crazy because like everybody on the card pretty much didn't throw that well i think maybe kevin jones was the only one that um and then that uh chandler or Kramer. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember how to say it. Yeah. But yeah, he was playing he he was like he was the surprise on like the lead card. Mm-hmm. I'd never really heard of him before. I was like, oh, he's sponsored by Lone Star. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's from Texas. He's playing in um he was playing collegiate uh disc golf, I think, for Texas A and M. If I understood that right. I kinda did like a little research, mm-hmm. a little digging around. But um yeah, and he was surprising. I think he fell off, and Nicholas Antilla mm-hmm. bumped up in front of him into fourth. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool too. The but the feature card was all American, right? And then the and then the feet the chase card was all fins. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that's so right. I, yeah, because with the way. It and looked. then I I had heard that they made a huge deal out of it um, on Finnish news. Oh, okay. So that and so like there was like record crowds at this. There final, always is. Yeah. Always is. It's pretty awesome it's to see. Yeah. It's really awesome to see. And that, that course is, like, everybody talks about it being one of the best courses in mm-hmm. the world and all that. And it's funny because you watch it, and I'm not super impressed with the visual of it. But everybody talks about it that yeah. it is the best course right. there is. You know? Because you think about, like, some of the courses they play here in the U.S., like, visually, they're stunning. You can tell they're hard. You can, you know... Yeah, and that's visually stunning. It's a beautiful course, but you can't really tell how hard it is. They they made a um, someone made a comment. I don't know if it was Brian Earhart or I think it was Brian Earhart. He was talking about a couple holes playing them two days as par threes and two days as par fours, just to kind of like maybe make it a little more challenging or even it out. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it is a visually stunning course, but they just make it look. Really easy. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It just doesn't look as challenging, especially when you're shooting 42 down. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, you think of like uh, Northwoods Black. You yeah. Know, and these are two completely different courses, but Northwoods Black, they go out there and play it, and they're playing still in you know double digit unders. And then you look at like a mere mortal, like 66 over was a 940 something rated round. That's like, ridiculous. 66 over yeah <laughs> that's you're not finding birdies out there no you know, like that's incredible so that's probably the same thing with this one like every mere mortal is going to play it at like double digits over par right as opposed to these guys playing double digits which is what we par. saw well the, the women finished at double digits over yeah. par but we've we, there was definitely cat merch day one was plus four for the mm-hmm. round i don't know, remember where she she ended finished up like fifth or sixth okay so, I mean, and then, you know, Paige finished plus 12. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. difficult for the women. For yeah. Sure. But a 53-stroke difference between the men and the women. Yeah. Like, the men's 
top finisher in the women's yeah. top finisher. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, so we'll go over the winner. So Eagle took it down at 42 under, Paul at 41 under, and then Jones at 25 under. I don't want to say it too early, but Paul and Eagle being back just makes my heart warm. Yeah, it does. Like, and Eagle playing on one arm, essentially. Exactly. And throwing lefty effectively, yeah. like super effectively. Mm-hmm. And he makes it look like anybody else can do it. You know, like like he's out there just like easily throwing casually a 400-foot left hand. Like, yeah, right. Just incredible. That's crazy because, yeah, he t- bought a time off. Hadn't seen him since Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the... I forgot who he was filming with, but, you know, he did that 360, like, forearm. That was a forehand. Joe. Joe Mess? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, took a lot of time getting back to where he was. He had thanked a lot of people at the end for helping him for get sure. back to where he, yeah. where he was. And it was kind of cool, too, you know, it being a Discmania-sponsored event, like, UC handed him over the check and, like, the mm-hmm. champagne, gave him a big hug at the end. Simon gave him a big hug at the end. It was yeah. it was awesome to see. What was the payout for that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see the actual check. It was like okay. backwards, so I didn't get to see what it was. Sure, sure. It was cool. That's awesome. And it was a big cardboard check. Yeah, <laughs> Happy Gilmore's. I love that man. I would love one of those one day. All right. So the ladies, um, Pierce at twelve over, Salonen at fifteen over, and Blumroos at twenty over. Um, I didn't watch any of the FPO coverage. Did you get a feeling whether the whether Evelina, um, whether Salonen or Blumroos, they're kind of back to form. Um, Evelina definitely like gave Paige a little push. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see too much of it. I watched a little bit of the first round, but they were on so early in the morning that yeah. it's like I I barely woke up this morning to see like the men's. Like I was just I was out late last night with Dempsey. We were at a soccer match and mm-hmm. um, woke up this morning. I was like. I had to turn on disc golf. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I don't know. It seemed like I, I'm not surprised that they played well, considering that they've were adjusted, you know, being mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. being home, f- feeling comfortable. Like that doesn't surprise me at all that they played well. No, no, there's definitely a advantage to home court. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely an advantage. So when they come here there, I bet you they're a little more at a dis- disadvantage. I'm disappointed. Yes, it's maybe not a topic, but it is a topic in my mind. I'm, I'm sad that Tatar didn't, yeah, you know, participate. She was too, from what I, you know, oh. she's disappointed, but she's like, I'm still, you know, listening to my body, mm-hmm. figuring everything out. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not. I'm not surprised that Paige took this down <laughs> at no. all. No. Um, I know she took some time off before coming here. Like she didn't play. And then, like, they always say, like, whenever she, like, kind of has time off to, like, clear her mind, she always dominates. And she kind of did mm-hmm. that before the um, the Champions Cup, mm-hmm. you know, before then. And then, do we talk at all? I mean, like, just in that little bit of Wednesday, did we talk at all about the President's Cup? Not at all. No. No. I didn't, mm-hmm. no. But, I mean, U.S. took it down pretty Yeah, easily. pretty handedly, undefeated. Yeah. Has never won. Um, you know, I thought with... with now, Tatar could have made a difference, but not a difference to win. Right. Um, it would have just made it a bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, like, I thought with Lazat, the way he's been working, and but the pairings were seemed to be very lopsided. And just right. because of the subpar play that, or the sub expectation that Paul Macbeth has been playing, he was paired with somebody that really 
stood no chance. Right. I forgot his name. Um, I heard who it was, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I mean, good player. Right. You're a good European player, but mm-hmm. not on Paul McBeth's magnitude. Right. You know right. what I mean? So you, you had a lot of lopsided matches, but I'm super happy U.S. brought it down. Um, I would love to see the President's Cup come back to the U.S. once. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was played, I don't want to say it was like seven. No, it wasn't 17. It was like 13 or something like that. It was played in the U.S. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was It was it's, back a while. Yeah. Um, it was played in the U.S., but the only time it was ever played in the U.S. I'd like to see it come, like, kind of flop back and forth. Yeah. And then I'm liking the rumors of UC putting in a bid for 24 worlds oh. in Europe. That'd be cool. I would like to see that. So I think it's cool because I think you're starting to see the Europeans, the level of play of the Europeans coming up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the amount of money that players are being paid come up. You're seeing the support from the manufacturers and their sponsors becoming yeah. more and more. So I think now it's getting to a point where it's going to be doable. Mm-hmm. You know, before when they tried the the world tour, right? It was a world tour? Y- yeah. 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 Before, when the Pro Tour and the World Tour were going simultaneously, the World Tour, it was just too early Mm -hmm. because there was no money to travel back and forth. Now it's starting to get there. And if there's one or two tournaments a year like this that they can go over for, I think it's awesome. I think it's going to work out really well. So I hope they get it. Well, and Ford being a sponsor of the tournament, that was pretty huge. I mean, Ford Mm -hmm. definitely has a... Um, you know, I, th- I don't know if it's a separate division, like, you know, like they have the European, like there's always European models, sure. cars yeah. and stuff. So, no. um, yeah, just seeing that division there, like, whoa, that's a major sponsor. That's pretty epic. It is. I, it seems surprising that they would sponsor something like that. Cause what do they get out of it? These just golfers aren't going to buy cars. Yeah. You know, know, is it just exposure? Is it just like, cause yeah, I don't know. Cause like on the back of the. President's Cup jerseys had Ford written all over it. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, mm-hmm. and then you see a couple cars here and there out on the yeah. course or you know, whatever. But, yeah. uh, oh, shoot, what was it? I think it was Ezra was, like, teeing off on hole one, and he hit one of the banners, and his disc ricocheted into the car. Oh, yeah, I did see a clip yeah. of that. Uh, it was, like, a gift that someone did. Did you ever, did you see the other guy that was playing that? And I think that was during the European tour where he went running up, and just absolutely directly into the crowd. That was he, Ezra as well, I think. No, it wasn't Ezra. It wasn't? That wasn't oh, Ezra. Oh, I thought it right. was. It was a European I saw dude. him slip and then just, yeah. He just <laughs> launches it straight into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was Ezra, but that was a bad throw. Yeah. Like, you like, see the whole crowd just, like, duck. Yeah, someone definitely <laughs> got it. Like, you know, 60, 70 mile an hour disc coming at you. Oh, man. That had to hurt. Oh. And he just turns around like whoever it was just turns around in complete disgust. Like, I can't believe this just happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So European Open, I mean, awesome. I was able to watch just a very little bit of it. I was doing some menu programming for a new POS system we're getting in the restaurant. And at the same time, I had a window open with it yeah. going at the – but I, I was only able to watch like three holes. So. Yeah. But for the most part, I was keeping up on UDISC Life. Yeah, that's the same as me. That's what I was keeping up most of my time. Yeah. So – all right. Anything else to say about the European Open? No, it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so glad Eagle McMahon won. I know. <laughs> I'm I know. really glad Eagle. <laughs> that was a $150 win for us. <laughs> well, yeah, split. <laughs> yeah, but, split. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you listen to, like, one of the earliest episodes, I think we talked about, like, a bunch of bets that we had going on between mm-hmm. all of us and yep. Eagle winning 
the bet was that Eagle wouldn't win on tour at all this year. And yes. It's kind of nice to just have that happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, he said he wouldn't win. It was either... At all. I think it was a major... No, he said at all. DGPT event. Yeah, event at all. So. And then it was worrisome because he went down. We didn't know mm-hmm. when he was coming back. And Yep. And yeah. we all thought he was just crazy because like, to say that Eagle's not going to win again, we're like, whatever. And this was Jordan, by the way, that said this. But... Um, it's kind of a wash for me now because I'm going to take the 50 from Jordan and give it to Tyler because I said that um, Brody would end top 10 top ten in the end of the season. Where is he right now? He's, he like, play- he's in the 40s, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was a DGPT uh, ranking. So, oh, okay, um, yeah. Hey, there's still hope. You never know. He could go off. He could go ham. Um, uh, Brody wasn't doing too bad into the third round, and then yep, he must have fallen. No, 16th. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, no. not bad at all. Cashing so, cashin in Europe. Yep. He finished over Proctor, Conrad, Oakley, Humphreys, Barsby, you know, and then some of the Europeans, which I don't know, no notable names in my mind, um, Carlson. Okay. Um, so he finished all those, but he finished overall 1,300. So good for him. Yeah. All right. I'm happy for Respectable. him. Respectable. Yep. So I'm happy for him because it gets, pushes him that much closer to being into the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down with it. All right. Let's get into the ridiculousness here. Ooh, um, so Nico, for those of you that don't know, what rock have you been hiding under? And... He acted like Nico, as Nico acted. So what happened is an official came up to him, showed him a a, um, a phone that had over his time limit for shot count, mm-hmm. called him on a time violation, and from there, Nico Nico became just just ridiculous, very super confrontational, um, kind of tried to like an intimidation factor. Like mm-hmm. he was trying to intimidate the dude, um, doing this weird thing, like stepped up into his face and then says, step back from me. And then as the guy steps back, he goes, stop looking at me. And then proceeds to try to get in front of the guy Yeah, <laughs> and says, we got a problem. And just super confrontational, like wanted to fight. Um, I don't know if he wanted to fight, but all indications pointed that way. Um, and this went on for, it was about a 40 seconds or so, you yeah, know, once the guy called it. So, I mean, on broadcast, live broadcast, right? all the announcers were baffled. Yeah. So I had heard that they were sending cameras to that card because of um, Kramer. Mm-hmm. Like he was getting hot at the time. So they sent one over. And I think Kevin was as well. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And yeah, so they just sent one over and <laughs> Just took all, you know, was filming whatever, and then this happened, and they're like, mm-hmm. the same, like you said, like, oh my god, yeah. I can't believe we got this. It was, it was like a train wreck. I, I was trying to explain it to. You. It was one of those things where, before we got on it, it was. I hated watching it. It made me feel sick to my stomach, mm-hmm. but I couldn't stop watching it. And there's no, like, there's no uh, mystery to how I feel about Nico. I like him. Well, I liked him. <laughs> um, I thought he was good for the sport. I thought his little outrage, his little like blow ups, they were all within acceptable parameters. Sure. Yeah. 
when he officially became hostile towards that tournament official for doing his job, um, and some will argue that every sport has this, not like that. No. Not like that. No. Um, go ahead. Oh, no. I was, it was weird, too, because the, uh, when the official approached him with the phone, um, I don't know what, he's, what the official like, said. I don't think he said time violation right away because he, he called, him out, called him out, and then Nico goes, why? Like, like, in his face, he's like, why? And then he goes, time violation. And he's like, you're taking too much. And then, like, from there, it was like, it's on, like, Donkey Kong. No, it, he walked up and said, I'm sorry, I have to, or he didn't say I'm sorry. He goes, you got a penalty, or I, I'm, like, basically, you violated this. Okay. It's a time violation. And he goes, why? And he goes, because you got a time violation. Why? Okay. And he stepped into his face. I didn't face. hear that as, as clearly him saying time violation. I just yeah. heard, like, I thought he said, you're penalized, and he goes, why? And then he goes, you took too much time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, it d doesn't really matter. No. Like, because he was putting his disc away when he said it, and Nico then immediately stands up, takes like two steps forward, mm -hmm. gets right in the official's face, puts his, puts Nico puts his hands behind his back, yeah, and yeah. is right in this guy's face. And then the guy's just kind of standing there, like, and he is he's recoiled a bit, like I he's he was leaning spit back on him or something. Like I thought he was like ready to get like do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the official kind of gets back, mm -hmm. you know, he's like leaned back, like, why is this dude in my face? And then Nico starts to go, get out of my face, take a step back, not get out of my face. He says, take a step back. Yeah. It just overall was a bad look. Oh, like uh, a yeah. horrible look. And then to follow him down the road, yeah. down the fairway a little bit. You yeah. Know. You know, if the, if the confrontation would have ended there, I might've been like, okay, he stopped himself. Right. He didn't. Um, but he chased, I mean. At least 20 yards? Yeah. At least. Something like that. I mean, maybe even further. Like, chased him down the fairway. Not chased him, but walked side no, by side, yeah. BSing, like, and then stopped the dude, like, got in front of him mm -hmm. and stopped him. Like, it's not great. Yeah, I didn't, I guess that's, like, the clips that I saw, that's kind of where it ended. Like, that's, I didn't yeah. see anything else beyond that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't know if you know, someone on the card should have stepped in and like maybe separated it somehow. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think what I heard is, um, TD was like called into the situation, but I didn't see him there at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. wild. So I did a little digging afterwards and okay. then did you jump onto Instagram? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I did get on Instagram a little later. Yeah. Okay. So it was, I don't know when it was posted, but did you see his apology post? I did see it. Yeah. Tyler, okay. I think, posted it into the group. And then I, after he had, like, messaged us, I kind of went back and, like, looked at it a little bit. Okay. So was it genuine? <sighs> hmm. I don't know. It's, see, uh, the whole part about, oh, disc golf is a family, like, yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean... Actions regrettable, but sincere. I don't think so because I still don't think that he thought he was wrong for really doing it. Agreed. I I don't believe there was true. I don't think he was truly sorry because there is a difference between sorry and regret. Mm -hmm. Being sorry for something means you're going to try to correct it. It won't happen again. You actually genuinely felt sorry for what happened and how it went down. Yeah. Being regretful is 
I just got kicked out of this tournament for my action. Dang, I'm real regretful for that. Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no, you know, in that, I, that's why I just genuinely don't feel that he is sorry for his action. I genuinely feel that he is regretful of his action. Mm-hmm. Cause I think given the opportunity again, he's going to do it again. I, yeah. I don't think that that's going to change. I don't think so either. Unless he takes some true actions forward. So let's talk about the PDGA and the possibility of what other actions could come to, or what other penalty could come to Nico. Mm -hmm. So he was kicked out of the European Open um, for this incident on hole 18. He got kicked out. So they DNF'd him or disqualified him. So Bradley Williams, I want to make a correction too. I was wrong. Bradley Williams didn't shoulder a guy. He kicked a basket <laughs> over. Oh, okay. is what he ended up doing. He like yelled at it and like flipped it off and then kicked a basket over. So that's how Bradley Williams got an 18 month suspension. So PDGA states that an act of intimidation is a minimum of 24 month suspension and a 12 month probation after they come back. Oh, wow. Do you think that's proper and okay? Yeah, absolutely. He should probably go through anger management as well. Agreed. Yeah, it was part of what Bradley Williams had to do. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna if if that's the rule is twenty four months, you gotta serve it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, my guess is he might try to appeal at some point. I'm sure he will. Or ask for a lighter probation. Right. Yeah. I, I'm sure he will. Um, I think one of the things that I was disappointed with, and. This has no judgment on character for Nico, for the individuals that said stuff, but I saw some pros come to his defense hmm. in Instagram. Like, okay. I know you didn't mean it. It's okay. You know, it's not okay. That is not okay what he did. No. And for a pro, and I mean, sadly, it's one of the pros, not sadly, but it was a pro that I really respect. And for him to say that, I think it comes from a very good place, like more of encouraging, like you'll get through this. But it was like, I know you're a good guy. You'll get through this. Like, no, he's not a good guy or else he wouldn't have done that. You know, I mean, he's still a good guy. Like, I, don't, I, I can't make judgment on no, his character for that. But I, I don't know who on tour, like he's friends with or like interacts with a lot or anything, but like someone's got to get to him. Like right. you got, someone has to talk to him about this behavior mm-hmm. and what it's doing mm-hmm. for him and for the sport. I mean, yeah. It's kind of embarrassing to see it on live coverage, but it is. at the same time, it brings that attention to it where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's got to be talked about. Yeah. Because like I said, I've said it a hundred times before. I said it earlier. I've said it on podcasts before. I like his energy. I think his energy is awesome mm-hmm. up until this point. Yeah. Because I think it's been victimless to this point. And I think it's just him being exuberant and, you know, having super amount of passion. Like I think his... In the past, it's been directed at inanimate things. Mm-hmm. There was no victim to what was happening. Now, direct victim. And that's not okay. No. You know, like that's just not okay. So I so for as far as the 24-month, uh, 24-month suspension, 12-month probation, I think it's completely deserved. I think he should. I don't think it should be any less. Um, but unfortunately, I think that's the nail in his coffin. Yeah. I think that's the last nail in his coffin because he's in his thirties. He's known for having this pretty caustic personality. Mm -hmm. 
now he's done it on a main stage in another country in front of some of the largest live crowds that we have, like he is going to be made an example. Yeah. And I think that's going to completely wipe him off. He's hard to work with as it is. You sure? Yeah. You know, so, and I don't know the situation between him and West Side's parting, um, but they're probably wiping their brow going, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at this point. So now that we've said that, what do you think about Clash? Yeah, they came out immediately and said that they don't condone it, that they were aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of gaining some traction. You know, new company this year. They're coming out with a lot of new discs and things. Um, they're the Nico was the only touring professional that I really knew that had any of their discs. There's a few others, but Is yeah. There? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it kind of sucks to... I mean, it doesn't suck because you're trying to get your name out. It sucks that the situation happened and you're kind of tied to him. I think that you can cut ties and distance yourself and, like, you'll be okay. Like, you're still growing. You have mm -hmm. a lot of time to grow. So if you cut your ties now, you're going to end up probably maybe better for it. I think so. I think so. Um, but... It's like, it's like buying a beef cow and expecting milk out of it. Yeah. I, maybe that's a horrible example, but like, <laughs> you know, like Nico is a known quantity. He's explosive. He has that caustic personality. You know, you think about all those things. Do you think that Clash bears any of that responsibility or that they should stand behind him or, or, you know, playing devil's advocate? Like, yeah, right, right. Do you think? Any of that should fall on Clash? Mm. No, because I, I, I think that they would probably be, we just, we know what you're, like when I can just imagine when they're interviewing him or, you know, going through sponsorship, like they know the type of person he is, type of player. Maybe they'd be, say something like, we're a little cautious because we've seen this happen before, but mm -hmm. we still want to work with you and, you know, help us get our name out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, them saying that they don't condone it makes me think that this, I don't know if he's going to be on probation with them or they're just going to cut ties. Or Sever right ties. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think they, I think they should, I think they should sever ties completely. And I think they should move on to the next latest and greatest. I can't take um, credit for this, but if they want to, cause Nico is their American market. Sure. That's who they're trying to capture. So, oh yeah, because I forgot they aren't an American company. They're, they're Swedish. Swedish, right? So that was in their hometown, like well, well in their, their home area. country, like that's their area, like mm. well, country. Anyways, it's area, yeah, yeah, it's in their area, like <laughs> I mean, it's their backyard, basically. So, why, you know, I mean, I think you have to stand hard because I think the Europeans that are sponsored by Clash, they're, I mean. That looks badly on them as well. Mm -hmm. I can't take credit for this. Ben K, him and I were BSing back and forth. Okay. And Mike Harrington and I, like about this whole thing, we were going like there was, I had like 13 text oh, chains going okay. with those things. But Ben K said it would be a good idea for them to drop Nico and then start looking for a free agent in the American market, but someone that's would be cheap enough to get, but yet still have a pretty large impact like 
Presnell or Fry or, mm. you know, these individuals are coming up, like not these high name brands. I mean, if they can get a hold of them, they have that money to do that, go for it. But take some of these like people that have just a good following, like super stellar um, reputation, like not known for any controversy and take some of them. And they have that just that good, like, like a Dickerson. I mean, before this year, mm. who knew Dickerson? You know, yeah, people knew Dickerson. But he, they didn't, he wasn't a top 10 name. Well, he was, he was a top 10 name, but as far as branding goes, he wasn't a oh, huge name. sure. Or like Conrad, he wasn't a huge name for branding until MVP got him. Mm-hmm. So who's that next guy? Yeah, that's and an interesting point. That would be the person, because they're letting discs go like crazy. I mean, they're releasing discs like crazy. Yep. So I like that idea. I do too. That's that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know, like with Presnell and Fry, just to bring, you know, you just mentioned those. I don't know what their contract situations are with Discraft at all, but right. I mean, yeah, those would be two guy, good guys to like kind of hitch your wagon to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They'd be a good title for the episode Clash. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did to do? Now? What did Tyler put? Something about Napoleon complex? Or yeah, something? yeah. Well, that's a real complex. Yeah, it's that small man pop yeah. complex. You know, right? Man, that's. I don't know. I feel bad for him because I've I've had one weird off putting interaction. But it was because my poop stinked, <laughs> literally, with Nico. And outside of that, like, just passing him, he's just like every other pro. Like, super bubbly, like, talks with everybody. He's constantly jabbering yeah. on the, you know, putting greens and stuff. So I've never – and Jordan had an awesome – Yeah, know, at DDO last year. Yeah, the yeah. and yeah. he made a joke, like, good thing you didn't get into the van with him because he might <laughs> – <laughs> But, no, I mean, real good interactions with him personally and and directly with some of our – colleagues or friends you know but man like that's a national stage yep like international stage international exactly yeah. international stage so all right so other sports so something was brought up to us like hey it happens all the time in other sports um like players arguing with officials mm-hmm. and the most they get is they're out for that game uh I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it depends. If there's physical violence, obviously. Oh, right. Yeah. But with what Nico did, I think it just takes it to another level. So I do agree. I I like the idea of the bantering back and forth with the official. Mm -hmm. Like the coach comes out of the dugout and, you know, gets in the official's face. Yeah. Or the batter doesn't like being called out, so he gets in the official's face. You know, that type of stuff. Like, I don't know if I disagree with that. I think it brings action to it. Now... There's a difference between MLB, NFL, you know, uh, Major League Soccer. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a difference between those because right. the amount of money that these guys are getting paid to officiate is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a volunteer base right. in disc golf. Yeah. So they don't deserve that type of stuff. So I'm not condoning it yet, but we've had that take of basketball. Like, I would love to see the crap talk. Yeah. Like, I think it would be so fun to see that stuff. But I think there has to be a time and a place for it. That wasn't the time or the place. And I think what Nico did is much different than saying, that's a horrible call. Come on, ref. And get out of my face. You want to do something about it? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Big difference between mm-hmm. what they did. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, anytime, you, like, the, the Major League Baseball, getting the, you know, the player, you know, arguing with the ref, they get tossed. Rep manager comes out, they get tossed. Um I don't like it's it's weird in the NFL because you and the well NBA is probably the closest 
to Major League Baseball as well, like getting technicals or flagrant falls, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. arguing with the refs, you get thrown out. Um, the NFL is different because that's some like usually a action, like. yeah, action against like a player or like you know maybe like you accidentally touch the ref or something, you mm-hmm. know, um, or the ref backs into you, right? And also, <laughs> I've seen that happen plenty of yeah. times. Um, yeah, and then only time like you. Like bench clearing brawls are the only time you'll see like multiple game suspensions in soccer. If you, um, usually if you get a red card, you're out that game and you might get the next game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you cu- accumulate enough red cards, you're out for like, you know, an additional game or something throughout the season. Right. Um, same thing with flagrant or technical falls in the NBA. You accumulate so many, you have to sit out a game or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've, the only time I've ever seen longer suspensions for that is for like drug use mm-hmm. or betting right <laughs> for like you know illegal gambling yeah, like pete rose yeah exactly <laughs> poor guy um yeah i so I, I think i like what happened let's get past the individuals involved i like what happened i like that an official called a rules violation mm-hmm. i like that there was someone other than the people on the card doing it i like that process yeah but with the way the sport is officiated right now, it should have never got to that. And I think now, case in point, we see why people aren't calling Nico on it. Right. Right there. Because mm-hmm. we've seen it happen <laughs> once before. You remember the Ricky footfall yeah. at Memorial? Right. Where Ricky hit his disc and Nico called Ricky on it. Mm-hmm. And then when nobody else seconded, he went nuts. He went yeah. ballistic. Like, come on, nobody else. And then he talked about it for the next two weeks. Like, There was a meme out there where like, this is the reason nobody calls Nico on stuff because they don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, and I get that. I get that. I mean, so, and it's been said out there multiple times that people are, they're afraid to call Nico on stuff. That's mm-hmm. why they don't call him. I mean, Brody Smith said it out loud on one of the podcasts. Like, I'm not going to call Nico because uh, I don't want to get in a fight. Yeah. You know, like, I get it. I get it. I mean, we all play and hang around people like that where you kind of reserve your tone. Um, well, I don't, but <laughs> there are people that will reserve their tone because they don't want to get in a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like I could care less for the most part. There's very few people that I reserve my tone, tone around. Um, but there are a lot of people that kind of set that atmosphere mm-hmm. and, you know, so I like the direction that it's going. Hopefully it sets a president precedent, precedent, precedent. Yeah. Precedent for the future of getting more officials out on the course to enforce some of these rules. Mm -hmm. And maybe the pro tour will take that, hold that banner and say, this is what we're going to do from now on. You know, we've talked about it before. We're put 18 officials out there or nine officials. They watch two holes or, you know, whatever it may be, or official per card where they just rock with the card. So hopefully they'll do that. I think it'd be awesome. So, and I think this is one of those tenders that will, Tinder boxes, not like the website <laughs> Tinder. Right, right. <laughs> One of those Tinder piles that will ignite this flame. Mm-hmm. To, so, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about this anymore? I think we're good. Okay, <laughs> I'm kind of getting bored of it already. Yeah. <sighs> so, it's sad. Sorry, Nico. Like, you got to do some work to re- recoup your, you know, value after this one, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. So, all right. Uh, do you want to do listener bag? Because we got about 12 minutes. 
Oh boy. So I don't know if we have anything like line. I mean, I think we got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple. So, well, let's give it. We'll do it. So, for those of you that have some listener bag for us, like if you're going to send us your bag, go ahead and send it to us. So we've got a chance. I think we've got about three or four more. Um, we'll get to it next week. Um, so, sorry, but not really. I really like the Nico conversation. So, here we go. Here's our random question. So, if there was one disc golf company that you could or would like to buy, which one would it be? Why, and what would be your first action as a new owner? Hmm. <laughs> Are we just talking about disc manufacturers or just disc golf companies? Just a disc golf company. Holy in cow. general! Wow. Speaking of disc golf company in general, what about IDEO? Where's our shoes, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I think August. Is it August now? Okay. I don't know. I've, I got I've a, heard I've got as a late as September, so I'm not yeah, angry yet. I mean, I've gotten emails asking for about addresses and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be on a ship right now. Or oh, okay. they get on the, like, I heard they were on their way here. They have them. They're waiting to send them out. Like, I thought I, I saw know. an update recently that they had them. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe it? it was that they were done and they were being shipped. Who knows? Anyways. I don't know. It's been two years. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a long time. I know. I was like... Because I bought two pair and I, I'm giving one to one person and then I have the one for me. And I was just like, dude, I told him, like, check it out, man. I got you a pair of shoes. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Two years later. Like, I yeah. swear I bought them. Like, right. Oh, I well. hear they're working on another another pair. They're going to make an, they're working <laughs> on and it's a design for another model right now. Are they really? I think that's what I heard. Oh, my goodness. Are they going to crowdfund that one as well? Uh, maybe. Jeez. Okay. Um, all right. Man. So one disc golf company you would like to buy. Which one would it be? Why? And what would be your first action as a new owner? Man, it's hard as like thinking of disc manufacturers. I don't know too many that are out there. Um, I would. I mean, I'd, I'd probably like to buy into Lone Star. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're small-ish right now, but growing. Mm-hmm. I think I just as like owner, I'd want to just try to expand the you know dealership, like just reach out as far as I could. I mean, mm-hmm. we ha- um, they still seem pretty regional. Like obviously, like Infinite's got them, like some bigger places, but just get yourself into like getting a little bit of more of a foothold in mm-hmm. like regionally regional spots and then make a name for yourself, which they are, you know, yeah. in Texas and growing out that way. Um, yeah, I think at them, um, I'd like to see well, idio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my shoes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like, I mean, obviously like, whale sacks or someone like that comes to mind like they're mm-hmm. already getting they're already pretty big because like eric and tina have grown that company so much they have so many um pros with them it's kind of hard to think about about that like how do you because like i'm not in the business mind like i'm not i'm not thinking much of like how much more can i like do to change a company's ways about mm-hmm. doing things or like anything truly progressive at right now <laughs> yeah yeah well no i don't know if it necessarily needs to be progressive or 
what like maybe it's just like man i really wish they would do something like this so when i when i buy the business that's what i'm gonna do like i want this print or oh, like okay. with whale sex like i want to see you know captain kitty turd ferguson on there or something <laughs> like that like i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah by the way that was the name of my ap bio in junior high was captain kitty turd ferguson of the ss minnow what you know the dissecting cats that you do <laughs> that was his name because we had to name him and that's all i could think of oh, wow. i don't know why i thought of that that's but, funny so anyways captain that's, kitty turned Ferguson, yeah. and then we skinned him <laughs> and dissected a duel he wasn't alive folks crazy. You know they should um i don't know why they do this but it got me thinking you were just talking about oh not, not the captain kitty turned <laughs> um expanding like disc manufacturers getting more into like asia mm -hmm. i don't understand why they only use like 150 gram discs so japan the reason they do that in japan is anything that can be thrown and that is over 106 or 660 grams or higher is considered a weapon oh okay now just so you know that rule is no longer in effect for frisbees oh interesting so discs are a-okay now. Yeah. You can go to max weight again. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. So, but that's in Japan. I don't know. Outside yeah. of that, I have no clue. Right. Okay. But yeah, it was one of those interesting things. So at Vegas, they had the 2020, 2019 or 2020 Japan Open. They were like doing a real big push, like given these, um, uh, I can't have these fastback Frisbees, like smaller fastbacks yeah, yeah. Okay. that had the 2021 or 2020 Japan Open on them. Hmm. I have two of them. Um, and I was talking to the guy and I asked him, and that's why. Got so it. he said, yeah, they're considered a weapon there. Okay. <laughs> like, really? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, considered a weapon. So, um, yeah, so did I hijack your... No, that's fine. Okay, Pretty so good. disc golf company I would buy, I would want Delta Cart. Ah, yes. I, I've said, said that before. many times. Yes. Um, this is my real one, Delta Cart. Um, why? Because their carts are awesome. Um, and it is a dead, you know, company. And there is a lot of animosity out there towards Delta simply because they just fold it up. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of money out there that supposedly needs to get back to people. Um, but the reason why I would want them is because I feel that we could revive that brand or that cart in general. I wouldn't revive the brand. <laughs> I would revive Re the card. Right. And the first action would be to try to get Ricky back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, Tattoo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I, would, I would love to. Like, there. I've reached out to pros. I've reached out to so many people that used to rock Deltas. Mm -hmm. I've reached out to the owner. Um, and no luck at all. Like, And I, I've even reached out to individuals that, like, uh, a very specific pro that has tried to get Delta to actually purchase Delta and had conversation. And I was like, look, like I'll do it. All you got to do is get the guy to say yes. And I'm off and running. Like mm -hmm. let's figure it out. And no, so I <laughs> just can't get it, you know? Yeah. And this is a guy that has a relationship with the owner. I was wondering like how long the patent on that is where you could just go purchase the, I don't, I don't think it was a patent. No. I don't think it was ever put under patent. Okay. So, um, or anything like that. Yeah. I don't, or like a registered, whatever they do. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I don't think it was ever put under anything. So I've always kind of joked about just going out and buying a used one and um, doing some deconstruction um, and like figuring out yeah, yeah. Rever- reverse engineering. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so who knows? Maybe one of these days I'll get a wild hair and do it, but I would really like to do it a little more legitimately. And that's, <laughs> not yeah. that that's not legitimate. I mean, because obviously they haven't been made since what, 2018, mm-hmm. 2017. So, and they're still probably one of the better carts out there, I think. Yeah. I mean, I saw someone using one like a couple of years ago when I asked him about it. I was like, how long have you had this? Mm-hmm. I think it was Boone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boone has one. And then uh, there's a couple of guys around here that have them. Um, not around like us, but in West Bend yeah. area, there's yeah. a couple of guys that have them. And I'm, every time I see them, I'm like, oh, like, when is this guy going to pick it up? Yeah. And I was out in Vegas and one of the guys that I was playing with had one okay. and it was just it was amazing i was just like man he goes yeah i've changed it i'll do this and that i was like i wish i could get a hold of one of those you know or that guy so um my fun one more out of animosity sake is i'd like to buy factory store uh. <laughs> <laughs> why because i think their business model is redonkulous and my first action as a new owner would be if you have an Innova account, you will be able to order from that. <laughs> Purely self-serve. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but man, I still can't get over that. Mm. So we're 11 months mm. and counting, folks, <laughs> until we can get oh my God. <laughs> team series stuff. All Jeez right. Louise. Shop updates. We got DD restock coming in. Um, the Socket Bob Slammers. They released a couple more, so we got some of those. There's so a couple other things we got. Those sold fast. They sold real fast. Yeah. So we got some more coming in, and then um, I will officially on our Instagram uh, door underscore disc underscore golf. I will get uh, the thousand Instagram follower giveaway going, um, and we'll do something good. Last time we gave away a, a jockey, a disc jockey. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't give away the jockey. Yeah, we yeah. gave away a disc jockey. Right. Um, and this time I'll do something cool. I'm not sure exactly yet, but I will get it up this week. So, and we'll do the announcement next episode. And then I don't know if I have anything else. Okay. That's fine by me. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we are missing something, JP. You're right. Mm-hmm. Your only fans. No, not mine. <laughs> Mine's out there. You can find it. I, it's nothing. <laughs> I, t- I take pictures of my toenails after I cut them. <laughs> and then I send them out. <laughs> You're not bottling farts? No, I'm, I'm surprised that's farts. gas man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. Well, JP's not giving his only fans again. So um, I guess from there, just keep it subpar and don't be a Nico. That's pretty, yeah. Pretty solid advice, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Peace.